When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply on this computer recording all right let's see how bad this sounds <laughs> hey Kanan, sorry i'm late i was with sabine so you're gonna invite me in you didn't knock so it makes you think you need an invite i'm sorry then you should knock first not for that for missing training it's all the same thing the fact that you don't see it <sighs> ezra when we were on that asteroid you made a dangerous connection to the through the force now i know now, now I have to know if you're ready. I am ready. Wait, ready for what? For a test, a real challenge, one that could determine if you're meant to be a Jedi or not. But you said I was a Jedi. Why else would you be training me? I never said you were a Jedi. I said you had the potential to become one. But you lack discipline, focus. Come on. You knew how I grew up. How I grew up. I'm not used to all these rules. Kanan, I want to become the Jedi you see in me, the one I don't always see in myself. You're lucky you're not my master. She never let me get away with. All the things you tried to get away with? Do you want a second chance or not? I mean, if you want to give me one. I'm not giving you anything. Now go prep the Phantom. As you say, master. Uh, I might regret this. This is the way. We want it men. As you can tell, we're talking about Rebels, but yes. we got stuff to do before we get there. That was a scene from Rebels, if you're not up to date on Star Wars Rebels. Right. That way we don't get busted for stealing scenes from Rebels. Right. We're just making them better. Right. So today there was a toy show, which was awesome. Well, mm. awesome because it was a toy show. But uh, Jason, how, how, uh, what were your thoughts on the toy show today? I've seen ghost towns more populated than this toy show. <laughs> yeah, I just think, dude, it was the perfect storm of a bad day to do a toy show. Yeah. Uh, Cause Toylana was two weeks ago, start a spring break Easter's tomorrow. I mean, maybe if he would have had it in Florida, it would have been okay. Cause I think everybody's in Florida this week. South beach. Let's do it on South beach. <laughs> yes. I'm taking my talents to South beach. Close optional in South beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I've seen in South Beach is well. I was there early one morning and it seemed like people don't come out till about one o'clock at South yeah, Beach. It's pretty dead. It's a night city. Yeah. Do you uh well you didn't pick did you pick anything up? 
Well, it's been a while since we've talked, and I got lots to talk about when oh. it comes to just pickups and the news. There's tons of news to talk about. Oh, what do you just just go, man? Yeah, well, Target has some really cool Star Wars shirts as they normally do, but there was one that is Cobb Vanth from uh, Mandalorian season two, uh-huh. and it looks like he's like flying in, like he's landing with the jetpack and everything. And it was just it was too cool, so I picked that up, and I was actually on the search for that for a while because. I'm an extra large and I couldn't find that. And then one day I found it. I'm like, I'm grabbing that. Awesome. Yeah. It's been a minute since I bought a star Wars shirt. Did I talk about the vintage collection that the Walmart exclusives? Uh, Maybe, but I don't know. Did you try ordering them? And, but well, I haven't go ahead. Yeah, no, it was incredibly easy to order them. It was Pat blue Leia with the poncho and Endor and then the ATS ATSD driver, or some people call it the Est. And it was real easy to order it. And then, like, within 24 hours, they were still available. So they didn't sign out, uh, uh, sell out right away. Huh. But then I did check um, Hasbro Pulse because I, I did get the premium. And they have that new section for exclusives. And so I was curious if all of these, these Walmart stuff would be populated on that section of their site. And when I was hitting refresh at whatever they went live, like 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, whatever, the Transformers walmart exclusives started popping but the star wars exclusives were not there huh so i'm kind of worried that star wars is getting the shaft here so they were on go ahead no go ahead they were on walmart.com but not pulse yes okay but the transformers were on both walmart.com and pulse and they were walmart exclusive transformers don't ask me what they were because I don't know much about Transformers outside of Bumblebee Jazz and Optimus Prime. Right. Megatron and Starscream. <laughs> Let's see, is there any other ones? There's a shit ton of them. Yeah, there. I've got a buddy that that collects Transformers and he's one of the high-end collectors. And yeah. every time I it's ridiculous the amount that Transformers get and it's a totally different grading system with AFA because with Star Wars, if you get a 75, you're like, it's dirt and it's crap. And <laughs> he's like a 75 Transformer. This is great. Look at this. And, um, so it just, everything's so different in Transformer and Transformer world. But if we're, yeah, when we're talking Transformers, have you seen the uh, Unicron or, or the big ass? Yes. That thing's huge. I saw a 15-minute video that Hasbro released of them transforming it, and I just don't have the patience to do that. Yeah. That thing is just... we. My son, when he was he was too too young for it, it was Starscream, and that took me a good half hour to try to figure out how to transform it from. Oh, my goodness. Star, Starscream's easy, dude. No, this one wasn't. This oh. was this was during... This was like one of the movie release versions. Oh. It was like a $50 one, and had electronics, and... Jeez. That was crazy. And then I did pick up the uh, vintage collection Boba, Grief Cargo, Zuntan, also known as Red Snaggletooth, and Leia. I couldn't find the child. Um, picked those up at Target. So I'm happy to have those as part of my collection. I also picked up, or they delivered the Jawa with the Kenner Deco. Uh, it was an Amazon Black Series exclusive. Where is he? He's right here. I mean, the, the Jawa is kind of Meh. It was probably the easiest for them to convert from regular Jawa to Kenner Jawa. But from the look of it, he's got the, the cape on it, so he just looks like a regular Jawa. Right. There's nothing that screams Kenner. 
Now, the Obi-Wan, on the other hand, that screams Kenner. He's got the vinyl cape. He's got the colors. He's got, I don't know. He doesn't have, I, I've seen a lot of people complaining that the lightsaber doesn't come out of his hand, <laughs> which I get because it's just a cheap repaint. And that's what Hasbro seems to be after lately. It's just, how can we make something cheap and easy? Right. That's like the uh, the new Luke that they came out with that all they did was repaint the uh, the uh, training one, the one from Bespin. Yeah. Paint it black and give, somebody said he, that all they did was paint it black and give, an, give him an accessory that Thrawn should have had. Yeah. Hell, uh, I wonder if the Thrawn San Diego Comic Con Thrawn, it just hit me. I wonder if that's sitting in. If they have that guy in San Diego Comic Con Thrawn. What for what? The the le- the lizard or whatever that sits on that sits on yes, Thrawn's yes, neck. Yeah, the yes on Lamarmi. That is part of the comic, the Luke. That's what you're you're asking, right? Right. It's part yes. of the but did that originally come with the San Diego Comic Con Thrawn? No, no. Okay. Because I mean, it's I, not canon. Oh, that's part of uh, Legends, right? It's part of the old canon. It's not part of the new one. Freaking Lucasfilm or Disney. I also got the Phantom Menace Black Series from Best Buy. I've seen a lot of people complaining about the shipping, um, how they've been shipped, where they've got scratches or bent cards. The the Action figure gods were shining down on me, and, and mine arrived really great. So I have no complaints there. And I feel bad for all the people who, because I've, I've experienced it with crushed cars when, when you get something in the mail and it's all crushed. So I feel empathetic for them, but mine mine turned out great. Awesome. And the la- Oh, I also, two more things. I picked okay. up the Boba Fett. That went live on uh, Target.com. Yep. I placed an order for pickup. And I was certain that I wasn't going to get it. And then they said, come pick it up. And I came and picked it up and it looked great. It wasn't smashed. There's no cut marks on the top. It was beautiful. Awesome. I got a 93 back Kim Simmons poster. Uh 11 by 14. Jerry Hancock in our group is getting his autographed. And I thought that was a great idea. And so uh, I'm getting that signed by Jim Swearegen. And there's somebody else, Tom something from iccc hopefully someday i can get uh why am i blanking on their names because we all suck doug doug miller and tim am i getting jim what's his what's the other gentleman's name uh effler tim effler thank you hopefully i can get them to sign it well i I think once covid's over we're gonna have a hell of a a meetup and that's awesome you know knock on wood (laughs) <laughs> we'll have it'll yeah. be all you know maybe yeah. those guys will show the older i get i've tried making action figures before and i just fail and the older i get the more i appreciate these pieces is pop art not just toys right it is pop art as representation of something that we watched and so i'm I, I think artists should sign their work right and it's a cool idea i know some of the guys got the uh when the re-release early pack early bird uh, Stan, they were getting those signed by all the guys that I see. Mm. Uh, but I think that poster is going to be cooler. What about you? Uh, I picked up another piece from my Bill and Ted run. I got a Genghis Kong that came in today. Uh, picked up some Wampas today. I uh, got one of the Hakari 
uh, Wampas. I guess it was limited edition or like 500 pieces, but they're dirt cheap. I don't know why they go, they sell so cheap, but a guy had one at the meetup today at the swap meet today. And then he had a, a Wampa and he was like, Oh, since you're buying this piece, I'll throw the Wampa in for like 10 bucks. I said, how about 20 for both? And he's like, sold. I said, cool. Cause I'm army building the crap out of Wampas. You know, if I can find them for under $10, they're coming home with me. Um, what else did I get? Uh, my wife got me a Lego Wampa, which I was been looking for. Oh, cool. Yeah. She surprised me. With, version. Yeah. She surprised me with that today. That was cool. I was at Walmart um, at a different Walmart on like the other end of town. And I just sort of, I'm looking through the toy aisle and cause I've always, I've had good luck at these Walmart at that Walmart. And there was a doc Brown with an Indianeka doc Brown sitting there. That's normally like a $30 figure. And I picked it up and scanned it just to check what the price was. And it didn't come up on the app. So I was like, huh? So then I go to the checkout and it $30 figure rang up for $11. So awesome. score. That was my score for the week. Score. Yeah. But I'm still waiting for ICCCCCC, which will be in two weeks. I'm just going to call it IC3. I see that. There you go. I'm waiting for that, man. That's going to be that. I'm hoping that'll be a fun show. If, if, uh, you know, the, to- the room sales Friday, Saturday night. I'm hoping it'll be off the chain. Uh, I'm The show's going to be cool, but the show to me is secondary to everything else because I, I want to see people that I haven't seen in two years. I want to hang yeah. out. I want to see stuff that you're not going to see again. Uh, you know, stuff that people may have, take, may have taken, we're planning to take to celebration. They may have at mm. the room sales uh, at this thing and you know, it's just, it's going to be a fun time hanging out, man. I'll send you my phone number so you can keep in contact with me. Yes. <laughs> micro machines. Oh, micro. Oh, shit. Yeah. Micro machines. You're right. Micro machines. I got it right. You got it right. I got yes! excited. You said the word. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some, some cool stuff there. There yeah. always is. Cool. Um, but yeah, we'll be up there. I'll be up. I actually found out that they're starting because uh, I'm going up Thursday, I'm going up a day early, that they're going to start setting stuff up on Thursday. So I, I'm going to be setting up the club table Thursday. So I'm going to get in there like two days before everybody else. So knock on wood, you know, maybe I won't piss people off and can probably make some deals, but we'll see what happens. Very cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to have the full experience without the family. The family's coming with me and they're going to do Nashville without me. So. Are you at least going to go to uh, American Pickers? No. Oh. No, I plan on doing, like, I'm sure the comp- the convention's going to be exhausting enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go out and hit the town. We can do that some other time, maybe. Right. And then I got some more exciting news that um, we were going to go to Florida this week, but stuff happens. Our trip got canceled. So I'm messing with the wife a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, why don't we just go up to Cincinnati? And she kind of gave me a cross-eyed look like, you suck because I know why you want to go to Cincinnati. And two weeks <laughs> later, we're booking a trip to Cincinnati. Two days, like within two days, we're booking yeah. a trip to Cincinnati. <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, we got all the. Oh, I can't wait! I got the freaking everything booked out. Or my wife's looking for all kinds of stuff. She found the toy show. Found you know these flea markets that are supposed to be incredible. Um, found all these toy shops that are in the city. So I'm just I'm. I'm really looking forward to getting and just going in. I call it a pilgrimage for a lack of better words because it's, yeah. you know, 
going to Kenner land. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It'll be a fun trip. So, you have an adult a, beverage. I do. I am drinking a shiner. Okay. I got it like a quarter of the way gone or a quarter of the way, quarter of it left. So I'll get another one. Oh, excuse me. In a minute. I got a fridge. It's got something in it. What about Knops you? Creek. Knobs Creek. Knobs Creek. Ah, is it, On the had, rocks. Did you uh, bust open? You didn't bust open the. Uh... No, you didn't get a Disney one. When no, you I didn't. There. And so that's why I was like, I'm just going to go get a Knobs Creek because I've never had it. Everybody raves about it. What do you think of it? I like it. Cool. Goes down easy. Does that's like a whiskey, right? Yeah, it's whiskey. Cool. Scotch. No, it's not Scotch whiskey. It's good though. Yeah. I'm moving to some news. Yeah, let's do some news. The big news. Hello there. The cast of Obi-Wan was released. Yeah. Very excited about this because in addition to Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, Moses Ingram, I think that's how she uh she says her name. I think that she's a big she has a big role because she's right between um Hayden Christensen and Joel Edgerton, who played uh, Baru. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking like, and she also hinted on Instagram that she she loves playing with lightsabers or something like that. So I'm wondering if she's like an Inquisitor. Ooh. Because, I mean, what else can she be at this point? Unless she's some Jedi that's hiding. Bonnie uh, Peace, Peace? I'm going to say Peace. As Baru, she's coming back. Kumail Nanjari. Nanjani. Excuse me. Adira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sun Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Sef- Sefti. Sounds Sefti. good enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. But yeah, that's the full cast that they've announced. I'm very excited about uh, Rupert Friend in particular. It looks like he's going to be some sort of Imperial officer. I that would know. be cool. I'm just looking at the picture. Yeah, he just looks like an Imperial officer. Yeah, and then uh, I've heard rumors that uh, is India, Indira Verma. Yeah. That, that uh, Satine. Satine. She died in the Clone Wars, so that would have to be some sort of flashback. Yeah. Well, that's why do you think Hayden Christensen's in there? They're probably going to have Clone Wars flashbacks. Funny you say that because yeah. an IGN article pointed out, and I've kind of said something similar to this in the past, that Vader says to Luke in Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. So when was that? Right. Because we never saw that in any of the movies. How did Darth Vader know that Obi-Wan once thought that way unless they've met up? Because Vader also tells Obi-Wan on the guest star, you should not have come back. So there's wiggle room there for both of them to meet up, to be in canon. Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin becomes Vader. So if he figures that out on the show, that gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and it's just like with the whole uh, ah, shit, Lando's droid, the uh, Lee, L3. L3 and the Falcon. They they set up that character. They set up that whole scene of Lando loading her into the Falcon just on the one thing of 3PO talking to her in uh, A New Hope. Or not A New Hope, uh, whatever movie. Empire. Empire. And, uh, you know, the this, Falcon has a weird dialect. Yeah. who? Where, where'd you get this droid? So, or were you a Falcon or whatever? I could see him doing that. So I'm very excited about the Kenobi series. That I think is the most exciting thing on the horizon for me. You're not excited about Bad Batch? I'm excited about Bad Batch. I'm excited. Well, 
I take that back. Book of Boba, season yeah. three of Mando. So, but uh, I mean, that's classic Star Wars for me. Obi Wan versus Darth Vader and all that. So I'm excited about that. Have you? Uh, I guess you. Yeah, you've seen the Bad Batch trailer, right? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Fennec Shan is in it. It sounds like it's voiced by the same actress. Um, what is it? What was the character at the end of Clone Wars who was all messed up and was being uh was it Fives? Yeah, he look he's gonna be in it, which surprises me. Uh he's part that, of the Bad Batch now. Yeah, well it, that I so I guess they're gonna continue it and he has that thing that Lobot has on his head. Oh, does he? I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Or did he have it in the in the Clone Wars? I don't remember. I don't remember. But he has that thing Lobot has on us, the same uh, computer thing. Yeah. Which somebody's uh, with with Lobot. Yeah. Uh, somebody put two and two together. Lobot lobotomy. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. Yeah, and when you read that Lando comic, that uh, that's pretty um, uh, relevant. Right. That's not the word I'm looking for, but whatever. Yeah, same difference. But apparently that's not that's like a common thing for the Empire to do because uh even in uh the new the new High Republic, those guys, those that's that class of people, they're mentioned in the High Republic book. Oh. It must be a way of controlling people. I, I yeah, that and I think it's just they get like a super basically it's it's a droid with human capability or human thought or something so you've got the best of both worlds worlds okay okay yeah madame assad who is aladdin in on the movie aladdin (laughs) (laughs) what was the name of that movie aladdin yeah what was the name of that movie aladdin he posted a shirtless photo of himself that's the important part really right with the quote hey just so you know when i escape i won't hurt any of you which is a line that ezra bridger says so he's just fanning the flames that he's coming to the star wars universe as as a grown-up version of ezra i'm trying not to get excited about that dude i'm when you watch when you watch aladdin that new version i mean Uh that's basically ezra Uh uh-huh same kind of character so i think he'd do a great job at it I can't. I can't wait for that Ahsoka show. They're gonna. It's gonna be so upsetting if they don't go the direction that they're teasing. Yeah. And then let's see. It's just a couple more pieces. Uh, so we kind of mentioned it, but there's that comic pack black series with Jackson, Canor, Canor uh, Jax, which is I guess wrong from Crimson Empire. It's like the completely wrong figure for what they made. Mm-hmm. Did you see all that? I did see it, but I didn't yeah. pay that close of attention to it. Yeah, they put the wrong name on the character that they've made. And huh. so it was just like, if you just checked QC or went on to Wikipedia, or like, I don't understand how that mess up happened, but it's the completely wrong character. Um, but that, that whole rumor turned out to be true. I was able to get those no problem. I think I got them through Hasbro. I think how, how many Jaxes did you buy? Just the one. Okay. I know how much you were looking forward to that figure. How bad did it pain you to buy that figure? It didn't bother me. I, I don't have nothing wrong against the character. I just don't understand why that character and not another one. Right. There's other characters that they haven't made yet. Like Lobot. Make a Black Series Lobot. Bot. Right. Or they could have did real, real, uh, real uh, the hood guy. Can't talk. Will Row Hood. Real Row Hood. They could have yes. made him. 
Yes, it is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars here. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So those hit the web, picked up those. The first actual photos of the retro Mando line hit the web. Those look great. Yak Face posted images of a Hasbro survey about plastic-free Black Series packaging. Did you see those? I did. Those look interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do kind of look forward to that because opening Black Series out of that plastic clamshell is a pain in the ass. Yeah, but now it's questioning, like, do I open them? Do I keep them boxed? Because the nice thing about these Black Series with the, the window on the front is that I can actually see the figure. Uh-huh. So what's the point of buying it just to buy a $20 box? So what, what are they, did it open up like a book or did it just have like a window in it or, or what was their plan? So there was, there wasn't much except for the photos that they provided. So in one photo, it looked exactly in all photos. They looked exactly like the current um, look and feel of the current black series where they've got that angled window on it. Or the angled panel, it's got the, the drawing on the side, so it looks the same except for the front, which is all solid. There's no plastic window, it's got a sketch on it. So that was one version. Another version, there was a little window in the upper right hand corner, maybe maybe about an inch and a half deep or, or tall, and you can see the figure in the back. Uh-huh. So you would have so and you'd be able to just stick your finger and touch the figure, which I guess I prefer over um, not being able to see it at all. I'm wondering what they might do with the vintage collection because that's a lot of plastic right there too. Right. So, I don't know. It's just interesting. Right. It's, well, it's I, coming. Yeah. Well, heck, I saw a thing that Disney got rid or is getting rid of all their plastic in, in the park, so... Yep. Or doing like it looked like they were doing wood spoons, which I don't know what would be worse. But was that accurate, or was that just an I, April Fool's? It might have been an April. I don't Damn know. It, I hate April Fool's jokes. It happened on April one, and I just assumed it was it an might April have. Fool's prank, so I never clicked through. Okay. See, I hate those. I hate April Fools because half the stuff like that you you scan through and you don't realize what day it is. Yeah. So that was that, and then finally. Um, Ray's yellow lightsabers coming to the Force FX lightsaber line. Yeah, but I'm not into that. So it, a, it looked like it was a 250 price tag too. I can't believe they're charging that much for those things, but people are buying them. Yep. So that's all I have for news. Did you have any? Oh no, but I forgot something else. I got oh, okay. I I got a ghost tattoo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I for- totally forgot about my ghost tattoo. So, well, it's a good yeah. episode to introduce them. Yeah, that was we're talking fun. rebels. We're, this is a this is a two parter. Yes, because uh, I'm yeah, like I said, I'll be in Cincinnati. I was supposed to be in Florida this week, but Cincinnati. So we're gonna break you know break this up into two parts, and then we'll be at ICCCC next three weeks from now. Jeez, wow! Oh, it's gonna be an exciting time, dude. Wait, two, two weeks, weeks from, now. from now. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks from right now. Yes. We'll from us it. recording it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Because if you're listening to this in your car, we're just lying to you right now. Exactly. And I apologize for lying, but <laughs> that's just what I am and who I am, and that's what I represent. Right. I represent lying. So, I heard you like this little show called Star Wars Rebels. Yes, I freaking love Rebels. 
I don't even what know do you, how to, where to start talking why, about Rebels, man. Why do you love Rebels? Why does that resonate with you so much? Have you thought about it? I've thought about it a little bit. Uh, I think it's just because of the time Rebels came out. Because it, it came out in a time where I was starving for Star Wars content. I, I'd never watched The Clone Wars. Um, and mm. Disney had just bought it. So they have Disney Plus, or not Disney Plus, Disney DXD, I think it was on. XD, um, yeah. And it was just, it was right when, you know, before the new movies were coming out. And it was just new Star Wars content. So it, it found me at the right time. And the first season, I just started watching it because it was Star Wars. And, and, you know, you hear that the TIE fighters in the first episode fly over and shoot. And, you, you know, you start hearing the familiar sounds because it's, it's just familiar to you. And then by the end of the second, the end of the first season, when Vader shows up and going into the second season, where I think it kind of it takes a turn. Because uh, a lot of people don't like the first season, but you know, you stick it out and you get to the second season, and it, it people, you know, because it was coming on at like nine o'clock at night, so it 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 turns and it goes to an adult centered show where I think it started off as a kids show, and then they figured out no, our audience, we're totally wrong for our audience, and it just it starts getting really really dark and really deep, and you know, just it it hits all the right notes for me. Uh, you know, as far as, as Star Wars goes. Keep telling yourself that they made it for adults. Yes, I will. <laughs> we all no. got to, we, we all got to come to the understanding that this is a, a, a kid's show that we're watching at 45 years old. And but it's, we're good. It's so well done. Yes. The first episode that, so I've, I've watched, I've seen all this, the, the shows, all the episodes and didn't want to sit down and watch them all over again for, this episode of the podcast, but I did go back and I watched a couple of them. And instead of watching the first one, I watched Droids in Distress, which is the second version of you know, the third episode uh-huh. of season one. And the thing I loved about this was they were planning a flag and establishing what this show was going to be about. It was going to be about bringing in a lot of the canon that they've kind of gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. It was introducing old characters. Once again, it was, um, showing the aesthetic of the show, which was all of the Macquarie art. Like, that's basically what Chopper is. He's the, there's that famous drawing of R2-D2 and C-3PO on Tatooine that, that Macquarie did. And R2-D2's got arms on the side, and he doesn't look like R2-D2 as we know it, but he looks more like Chopper. So that was the inspiration. They're using a lot of Macquarie stuff. They brought in Star Tours and DJ Rex. Yeah. I guess it's just Rex there. But even on the um, Star Tours and the Star Speeder, there was a droid, R2-D2 and C-3PO are, are in this episode, and they kind of come face-to-face with R2, um, Chopper and another um, protocol droid, but he looks exactly like that painting from Macquarie. Mm-hmm. And so I love the tone. I love that episode, how they were setting this all up. Going on, on the Macquarie stuff, the Ghost is an early concept of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Zeb is an early concept of Chewbacca. Chewbacca yep. You've got the Macquarie Vader. Uh, you know, it, it everything is just comes straight out of the book of the Macquarie stuff. It, it's like they open they they just went to all his archives and started Rebels from there. Which, like you yeah. said, it's it's a good nod to to Star Wars history. And they were starting to like tease us a little bit that some of our familiar characters were coming back which they did bring 
back in the show because you had Lando, you had Leia. Um, I don't think God, I don't remember. No, Luke wasn't there. You didn't see Han. I don't know if that, yeah, you didn't, you might have. Did we see Chewbacca? I don't think so. Yeah, Chewbacca was there. Was he? character he was what he was an interesting looking character yeah i have to go back and find it the design uh, of some of these characters were a little too plain for me mm-hmm. um backgrounds were extremely simple you can see like the cg simulated splatter from like paint marks on some of their their clothing and some of the background it was just like they use ms paint and they just you know clicked and sprayed some spray paint on the the back backgrounds Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't like so I, the thing I like about Rebels is even though they had I'm going to call it poor quality uh, and probably animation power because when you look at Rebels and you look at Clone Wars it's night and day like Clone Wars has the budget Rebels doesn't but you can see that they cut back on the budget and it affected some of the animation but they have such rich storytelling that it doesn't affect the final product Right. The this the, yeah, I cry like a baby two times while I'm watching Star Wars and it's Jedi Knight, which I mistakenly watched this morning, <laughs> and the epilogue to Rebels. Yeah. And I had a half an hour to kill before the show and I'm like, I need to go through my rebel I need to catch up on my Rebels watch, which I did a crap job of it for this episode for this for this because I kind of I did like you did, you know, you watch the first episode and you kind of pick and choose and then you you watch the the season stop and the season finale and the season premiere of a couple of seasons and then I got to the fourth season and the grandbabies were over and I just let it play. And I was like, the season four just was so good. Yeah. You know, the, the, there was not really any empty spots. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I started watching Jedi Knight this morning and you just, you get the feel for it and you're like, crap, this is that episode. And I just, you start crying, you know, cause you're like, it didn't affect me the first time I saw it. But the, this is basically my third. This is my third rewatch of Rebels. Third watch of Rebels, and you just realize how you know how much you connect with the characters after so much time. We're going to spoil it, so if I'm sorry if you hadn't seen Rebels, but Jedi Knight's the one where Kanan passes away, yeah. and it's just so powerful because he sacrifices himself for everybody, and they just they did such a beautiful job with it, and. It just that whole episode, you just you feel you feel it. You know, you're like something's gonna happen as you're rewatching it, and it just storytelling. Dave Filoni just did such an amazing job storytelling on this whole whole show. Dave Filoni is a master storyteller. Yeah, in my mind, he's just becoming better and better. And Rebels shows that he's playing the long game. He would set things up, and then they'd pay it off later on. I did appreciate that Kanan passed away, passed away, died, not at the last episode. He he yeah. passed, he, he died earlier on in season four, and that gave us time to see how that affected Ezra and change him as a person, which is um, an interesting way of doing it to kill off the main character in the middle. Because you typically expect that during what they call it sweeps, where they try to sell advertisers and stuff like that. And and get more money and more um, profit from advertising. And they didn't do that. They did that in the middle of just the season just to um, to help the, the character development of Ezra. Yeah, and rewatch it. After I watched Clone Wars, 
um, and then rewatching Rebels because I watched Clone Wars and then I rewatched Rebels, and it just those two complement each other so well, uh, especially like the seventh season of Rebels. You know, and then you see the Ahsoka, seeing the Ahsoka and the Darth Vader storyline play out in Rebels. You, the first time you're like, who's Ahsoka? Uh, and because I didn't know who she was. I, I knew who she was, but I didn't know who she was. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because you didn't see, like you say, you didn't see Clone Wars. And so here comes this character that I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Ahsoka. And you're like, who's this thing? I, yeah, I knew that she, I, you know, you see enough of Ahsoka, so you're like, okay, cool. She's an important character, but you don't realize how important she is until you watch Clone Wars. And then you don't realize, well, I'm trying to think that season seven, but, um, well, yeah, because in season, because you do see her and Darth Maul yeah. reunite, quote unquote, but you don't see the effect of it till you watch Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, and so in the rewatch, watching that episode, uh, Twilight of the, the Apprentice, where Ahsoka, Maul, Kanan, and Ezra are all on that pyramid, uh, Ahsoka was a little too uh, passive for me when it came to Maul. Like, I know she's not a, I know she's not a dark side user, but I felt like she would have been more resistant to Ezra going towards Maul. Like this is a master manipulator. Ezra stay the hell away from him. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to tell you to go down the right path or the wrong path, but I can tell you if you're going to, you know, hook up with, with Maul and become his apprentice or listen to him or do anything with Maul, you are going to become a dark side user. Right. So I had some issues with that in retrospect. I can feel that. Uh, I guess, yeah, going back and watching that and thinking about the Siege of Mandalore in Clone Wars and excuse, how her and Maul just like had one of the most epic lightsaber battles in yeah. Star Wars. Um, it is, yeah, it, it is kind of just, oh, you're Darth Maul, you know, it's Darth Maul. And yeah, you think she would have been a little bit more, uh, holy crap. Yeah, just a little bit. So I'm going to go into some of the things that I don't like uh-huh. so we can get that out of the way and we can just focus on what I do like. Awesome. If that's all right. Do you have anything you don't like about Rebels? Just there, like with anything, there's some filler episodes, but yeah. you're going to get that with any uh, any uh, season, any episode or show rather. So I loved Darth Vader. I loved his design. I loved that they brought James Earl Jones back. I loved every moment with Darth Vader. I loved when he would fight Ezra and Kanan and he would give him a whooping. He would whip their ass. But the problem with using Darth Vader, and this is the reason probably why they got away from him and brought in Thrawn, is he can't lose. He's Darth Vader. Right. You can't see Darth Vader lose. And the Darth Vader we saw in Rogue One that was merciless, watching Rebels and coming back to it, he seems like he's playing with Ezra and Kanan when they fight with lightsabers. There's a couple moments where I'm like, if you just took your lightsaber right now, you, you'd be done with Ezra. Like, stop right. playing around. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like seeing um, Darth Vader get a little neutered, uh-huh. <laughs> so to speak. Right. Um, what else did I like? Ezra. Uh-huh. I had some issues with Ezra watching it. So when you watch it week to week, it didn't really affect me, but when you watch it back to back to back and binging, I get a little tired of Ezra and his attitude. Uh-huh. His attitude is kind of like, well, it's he's a Boy Scout. So it's like, if it's the right thing to do, we should just do it. 
But sometimes you, you shouldn't just rush into it because it's the right thing to do. You, you can come up with a plan. You can do it safely. Like he's getting called to go to Tatooine to, to, because Darth Maul is calling to him or something like that. And it's just like, dude, listen to people. They're telling you not to trust Maul. Just chill. And he's like, well, it's the right thing to do. So I got to go do it. And it's like, well, you're going to get killed. And luckily, he's got writers on his side. But if it was real life, he would have got killed. <laughs> yeah, he just got lucky because uh, Obi-Wan finds him at the right moment and, you know, gets gets uh, saves him. And I have to say, that is one of my favorite parts of the, the show is when Darth, um, Darth Maul faces Obi-Wan Kenobi because I think that's Filoni at his best. Mm. The movements, like... He communicates so much through Obi-Wan Kenobi's movements without actually saying a single word. Yeah. Um, Maul and Obi-Wan meet, and Maul takes his two fingers out with his lightsaber kind of over his head, like from the Clone Wars and from um, Revenge, of the, Revenge of the Sith. And then he kind of moves his lightsaber into the Obi-Wan, uh, uh, excuse me, Qui-Gon Jinn pose with his lightsaber kind of up over his shoulder. And his arms are kind of parallel to that. And that's the stance that Qui-Gon took, obviously, when he fought Darth Maul. And so it's just the character's changing. He's just changing the way he's thinking about how he's going to approach this character. His initial thought was, I'm going to attack him like I did during the Clone Wars. And he's like, no, maybe I should follow my master. And, he's like, and then he's like, no, I should learn what I, I should apply what I've learned over this time in the desert. And he kind of takes the stance of old Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he doesn't mess around when when Maul attacks. He just, you know, it's just like we're not we're not doing this anymore. The first time I saw that fight, I was upset with it because to me it was over too fast. You know, I expected it to be a little bit more drawn out, but yeah, you, you kind of people were like, "Oh, it was awesome!" And, and you know, rewatching it, I understand. You know, it is it is a cool lightsaber fight, even though it is over in like five seconds. Yeah. And Maul, the whole the whole backstory of Maul, he just wants revenge on everyone who's wronged him. Right. You know, he's been kicked to the gutter, so he, he wants to get rid of Sidious. He wants to get rid of Vader. He wants to get rid of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so he's got all this pain. And he just, he's fighting to get rid of this pain. Right. And I think that re- works really well on, on Rebels. Yeah. Um, what else did I like in Rebels? I, I, I know one thing you didn't like. What? the world between worlds well actually i didn't like the concept and that was one of the the episodes that i watched that came after jedi knight so it was after kanan passed away i keep saying that kanan got killed yeah um i don't like the idea that there's this place that jedi can go and travel through time like that to me that just doesn't seem like star wars but what it does for the character of ezra it's kind of very powerful because Ezra's hurting at that point because Kanan's dead and he doesn't have a master anymore and he's got to go he's got to go the rest of the journey alone. So he has to face the fear, he's got to face himself and in his insecurities that I can do this. And so he goes to the world between worlds and he watches and he witnesses Kanan die all over again. He's just finished saving Ahsoka. And so this is his opportunity to save Kanan. And instead of saving him, he's forced to let it go. Right. And so there's some deep trauma there that he heals in that moment. And I'm just like, that's that's powerful storytelling. Even though I don't like the world between worlds, that's powerful storytelling. The Ahsoka concept art almost feels like they're going to bring that into her to that uh, 
to her show that that may be a, a concept or whatever storyline. Really? World well, don't worlds? don't you huh? That that whole world between worlds, right? Because they they have the Ahsoka thing, and then behind it's the circle. <laughs> we'll see. One step at a time. God, I need to start writing stuff down because I'm thinking of stuff while you're talking, and I need to just write it down so I can remember it. But jeez, uh, what else were? It just, dude, and then Thrawn. You you gotta because Thrawn. They introduce Thrawn and bring him into canon yeah, yeah. in this show, which yeah. to me was just amazing. That was amazing. That was I distinctly remember seeing the teaser that was premiered at Celebration, and so I told my son to come in here and let's watch this. And we're watching the teaser, and I start flipping out because Thrawn makes his appearance in the teaser, and my son's looking at me like, "What's what's wrong with you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, that's Thrawn. You have no idea." Right. Our, our rebel heroes are up against something. Yeah, and they do kind of spoil it a little bit. You know, they do kind of outwit him some, and you're like, I think I heard some people were like, well, they, he shouldn't be that easily outwitted. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, while I was watching Jedi Knight, uh, and it also, you've got to read, because uh, this whole, they did a good job intertwining stuff or, you know, Dave Filoni left space in there for like Timothy's on. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but Timothy's on works his magic in some yeah. of the voids that rebel, you know, Thrawn's missing in rebels while he's fighting to hold the tie defender project. And then they're bringing in Krennic, which is from rogue one. And then all of a sudden in rogue one, there's Harrison Dula and there's chopper and there's the ghost and the, those three things, you know, you're reading the, the the newer Thrawn, not the new New Thrawn trilogy, but the last one that came out, uh, the whole trilogy, uh, that fills in some of the TIE Defender uh, spaces uh, that Rebels left out. And then, you know, when you read Rebels and, and or you watch Rebels and then you see Rogue One come into it, uh, you know, there's space there that they fill, Rogue One fills in. Uh, and, oh, just some amazing storytelling yeah. uh, in, in, in those three films or those three, two, the film, the, the series and the books. Oh, you know, what's the worst part of rebels. What? Helicopter lightsabers. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Does it? It doesn't. There's no lift. It's just whatever. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a make-believe ep show, but. I, I roll my eyes every time I'm seeing it. Like, come on. And and how many Inquisitors were there? Because, you, you know, they, they're in Jedi Falling Order. They had like three or four of them in the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that kind of died in the show. Yeah. They used it for the one episode and it never came back. I don't think people, I don't think that resonated with people. I don't think it's believable. Yeah. So... That that was one of my least favorite moments, but yeah, I, I and I've got to go. I got to go back. Just and I should have said more at the beginning, but I mean, I this show just you heard it when Ahsoka brought up Gradamble Thrawn. You you go back and listen to that episode. I I don't even know what episode it is, but it was at Thanksgiving time last year. Um, I'll look it up and let you guys know. But anyway, that episode of of 
of a, of this show where we go through that episode of the Mandalorian and I'm literally in tears over this show is how excited I am over it. I mean, my, my dog, my puppy, my year old puppy is named Sabine because of, you know, my love for this show. Um, you know, I have, I've got two rebels tattoos. The only other thing I've got more is, is Boba Fett. I've got three Boba Fett tattoos, but I got more planned for, you know, it's like I got my, uh, ghost tattoo done and i'm like i got a space i can put the dark saber up underneath it and then i'm thinking well maybe i'll do a sabine uh you know tattoo right next to it and you know the, oh and then they bring up the the dark saber in in rebels yeah. and the way they brought it up re-watching it you know they kind of it's a second thought and then it, they they let it sit for three or four episodes and then all of a sudden it's back yeah and again, Dave Filoni is a master film, uh, filmmaker, storyteller who's going, he's playing the long game. He's introducing things. He's coming back to it. Um, yeah. All these characters, all these characters had some sort of character development. That was episode 13, by the way, the Jedi, where we talked about that one episode. Oh, because we Mandalorian. were linking up with the Mandalorian. So yeah. yeah, go back. If you haven't listened, if you want to see how much I love this show, truly go listen to episode 13 of our, of our podcast because you'll hear a grown man cry over a TV yeah. show. Ezra, throughout this whole, uh, throughout was it four seasons? He beco- he comes to comes of age. Yeah. Kanan learns to survive his trauma, stop running, and and embrace who he is. Hera finds her confidence, becomes an amazing leader. Uh, Zab goes from being like a brother to Ezra to being like a brother to Callus. He's just that older brother who's got your back always and will defend you. And then Sabine embraces her destiny. She, she's running from the empire and running from her past. And she, in the end embraces it and says, this is who I am too. Yeah. There's just amazing character development throughout the, the four seasons. And going when, when she's training, cause I watched the arc of her training with the dark saber, that whole dark saber arc. And when she just first handles the dark saber and like her and Kanan, or battling with it and she just goes off on Kanan and is like yelling about how everybody betrayed her and or how she betrayed everybody because she comes up with this mass weapon that destroys Mandalorian armor uh you know and everybody turned their back on her because she did it and you know she left her family behind and her father you know and it just wow you, you know and it's not even a real it's just so emotional it uh I know we keep saying Dave Filoni is a freaking master, but yeah, <laughs> it was such a good show. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to uh, Ahsoka because he's got the, he's got the goods. Yeah. He's going to do it. He did it. I mean, he did it in, in uh Mandalorian man. When that dark saber popped out, who yeah. did it scream? There's the freaking dark saber and who didn't scream? Oh my God. Did she just say grand Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. You know, Wow. He brought back Hondo from the Clone Wars yeah. and from Smuggler's Run. I love Hondo as a pirate. It seems like this was like Disney's, well, it's all owned by Disney, but Star Wars' version of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He's got the dreadlocks. He's got the long cape. He's got, well, not in, in Rebels and in Smuggler's Run he does, but I love Hondo. He's got that arrogance to him, the swagger. Rex. Um, Filoni was trying real hard to make Rex on Endor and Return of the Jedi. And even at the end of season four, Rex is wearing armor similar to a bearded rebel officer that you see in the background of Return of the Jedi. 
Well, didn't they actually just come out and say, yeah, that's Rex? They said that, but there's nothing connecting it other than them saying that. So the way that Lucasfilm works, somebody could write a story about a bearded rebel and, and call him, you know, Glenn, and that's that becomes canon. Right. So someone needs to write a Rex book and make that canon in order for it to become canon and solidified. Right. Well, hell, they may bring it up in freaking Ahsoka. You never know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that would be interesting if they uh, um, they use the same actor for, as Boba Fett. What's his name? Why can't I remember things? <laughs> Tamora Morrison. Tamora Morrison. Thank you. You know, dude, that guy is just, he's he's back in the truck, the brakes truck up to the Disney Yeah. Uh, offices right now because he's yeah. going to be in ahsoka he's going to be in uh freaking boba fett, boba fett and he's going to be back in the mandalorian so he's got three shows that they're going to use him in he might be in obi-wan if he wants to play uh commander cody yeah jeez because i don't think we ever saw cody die yeah and that was his uh his commanding officer so yeah, Rebels is a great show. Lots of great character development. Lots of great storytelling. Rich storytelling. Oh. Um, it was a way for them to continue the Clone Wars without continue continuing the Clone Wars. A lot of the things that were kind of left open, um, they didn't think they were going to have another episode with or another season of Clone Wars. So they tried to wrap it up here, and then they came back with that seventh season of Clone Wars. And so, in that sense, it's worth watching if you're a Clone Wars fan to watch oh. Rebels. Yes. You should watch Rebels anyway. It's no, no, just get over the fact that it's a quote unquote kids cartoon because it just gets so much better. Um, it's a great family show because you have Kanan and Hera as the mother and father, Sabine as a sister, daughter, Ezra as an as like an ad- adopted brother, Zeb as a brother, and then Chopper as the, the dog. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to do in the show with, when I was watching it with my son was to try to figure out what chopper says i'm finally starting to figure that out and and you know who the voice for chopper was right yeah yeah feloni feloni it's awesome sometimes he would just make that noise but sometimes you'd hear him say i have a bark feeling about this yeah and it's sort of like kenny on south park when you listen to what was said after he says it you're like oh that's what he was saying but the cool thing about chopper too you know, you would hear Luke talk to R2-D2 and then he would see the translation thing, but C-3PO would listen to R2-D2 and these people are hearing them like he's talking English. But we're just like, we have to depend on what the characters are reacting to R2-D2 to understand what R2 is saying. And we make assumptions based on their response. But with Chopper, it was the first time that we were kind of listening in on the Star Wars universe, like we could actually hear what these droids were saying through their beeps. Right. So I appreciated that. Yeah, just damn. Chopper was such a cool droid because, like you said, he was the first time and you really got to see a droid with sass. Yeah. Uh, well, R2 know. has sass. Well, Chopper had more sass. Well, R2-D2 has sass first, which <laughs> makes him the brass ass. Right, but he had arms. R2-D2 has arms. They're just <laughs> hidden. 
and Chopper's and, my favorite droid, man. There's no no way around it, man. Sorry. D2 could serve you a drink if you need one right now. <laughs> I bet Chopper could too if I really, really asked. It was nice to him. Chopper, Chopper would throw it at your face. <laughs> he would, but I'd have to grab it. I'd use the force to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... uh. Star Wars at its best. Yeah, it really is. It because we I was trying to look up stuff to, to watch and try to watch look at you know do am I going to watch the Ahsoka arcs? Am I going to how am I going to watch redo this rewatch because I know I didn't have time to watch all four seasons so I was going to jump around and it, it just it's so I'm so emotionally attached to this thing. You all I'm doing is like reading <laughs> the titles to this and I'm like crap I can't watch that I can't watch that <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, you know, it, I was going to watch some more before the show. And I'm just like, I, I'm not emotionally ready to get back into it right now. Yeah. I, I know I've got like five or six episodes left and it's going to just, yeah, that, that epilogue just gets me every damn time. I am. Um, I appreciated watching Callus slowly grow a conscience right. over the past four seasons. That was cool. The Grand Inquisitor I loved and I felt like he was underused. All right. And I love the reveal of who he was. Uh huh. That was cool. Well, um, talk to me about the reveal. I don't remember how they did it, but he turned out to be a Jedi guard. Oh yeah, Jedi Temple guard. He Kanan was in the Jedi Temple, or was in? No, they were. Where were they? They were in the one of the the temples. Yeah, they were in the temple, or they were training with Yoda, or something. Yoda was there, and Kane, um, Ezra ended up going with, the, and, they, and Ahsoka was there too, I believe. Um, so it was Ahsoka did her thing, and then Ezra was with Yoda, and then Kanan went off. It was in the in the temple, and the temple guard popped up, and it was the Inquisitor. Yeah, and they were all like not imagining, but in 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 a forced trance, and that's how how they. I don't remember what Ahsoka did, but yeah, Ezra was with Yoda, and Kanan was with the Inquisitor. Yeah, so that was a cool reveal. And then when uh, Ezra when Kanan loses his eyesight he picks up a jedi temple guard mask to put on yep. to kind of hide the fact that he's uh losing blinded. lost his eyesight blinded, yeah. i'm blinded and then he just became more powerful in the force which i loved like he yeah. was trusting his eyes and what he saw too much and when he started feeling through the force he became even more powerful and to the point where he was able to face darth maul yeah granted darth maul was weaker and slower at that point but it was still awesome to see him just trust in the force and just feel the force and, and do it. Yeah. And then when he, when he dies, when he sacrifices himself, his eyesight comes back and you know, the last thing he sees is, is, Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Here we go. Here you, <laughs> you know, go. he sees Hera and you don't realize that the, the relationship him and Hera have until like almost that moment, you know? It, they don't they don't really reveal it they kind of hint at it but it's not really yeah. revealed until yeah. right at, basically at that episode or the episode before that well they hint at it strongly in that episode but because it's a kid's show you're like well maybe it's platonic where they don't maybe it's going more than platonic at that point and they feel more than you know just i don't know yeah there, there was some gray room great uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not they that. left room for Jesus. 
Yeah, they left room for Jesus, I guess, yes. <laughs> Yoda was in the room watching, so everyone was being good and polite. I'm not saying Yoda's Jesus. <laughs> Some people he, are, he is. <sighs> yeah, who is the Jesus character of Star Wars? Because E.T. is essentially Jesus. Right. He dies um, and comes back. No one. I guess maybe they don't have one. Yeah. Anakin does have an immaculate, well, not Anakin, Shmi Skywalker has an immaculate conception. Yeah. I guess it would be. It'd have to be Darth Vader. Yeah. Because I. But he doesn't. He, well, Jesus never does. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened to Jesus. I just, I bring that up because, I mean, Neo is uh, a metaphor for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to get super religious on this this episode. It is Easter, so. You're right. Um. Yeah. Because uh, filmmakers use that because it's such a popular. Uh, it's more than popular. It's something that people. It really resonates with people. That whole story, mm-hmm. the entire, the entire Bible for some people. Right. It's just making me sound like I'm a heretic. <laughs> the way I'm speaking right now. Whatever. I I, I don't know if George pulled too much from the bible i think he just did more of the greek tragedy yeah well it's the hero's journey the hero's journey yeah yeah you know that's that's all of star wars that's luke's journey is the hero's journey um yeah anyways i don't know where i'm going with that i don't know either i'm trying to fill time we got another whole episode next i know we do but it'll be a poor another one yeah (laughs) we will (laughs) Damn it. Next week, we're talking about Star Wars Rebels collecting. Yeah. Without Star- news. <laughs> Without news. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. I think I'm good. Um, just watch this damn show because it's so good. I thought I'd have so much more to add to this, but yeah. Um, Copper's awesome. What's your favorite character if you had to pick one? I have a question for you when I'm done. If I have to pick one, well, I get who's my favorite Rebels character. Who do you pick? It would be a toss up between Chopper and Sabine. Okay. Um, I guess Kanan. Yeah. Maybe that's too vanilla. It's not a very sexy answer, but you know, that whole story of, of the dad who kind of, just feels panic and lost and he finds himself and releases the trauma and moves forward. Right. I don't like his end, but I, I, I think what did you think what go ahead. No, God. No, I think that his end, I, I liked his, it sucks. He had to sacrifice himself, but I think it's fitting and it teaches, like you said, it teaches uh, Ezra a lesson. And then when you bring up when Ezra sacrifices himself uh, with Thrawn and the space whales, and they go in that they he knows they're getting ready to teleport. He's like, leave me alone. And he does the same pose that yeah. Kanan does, you know, to force Thrawn in, into the space whales. And, you know, it it and so I think it sets up a lot of stuff. I didn't uh, think about that until you just said that. Yeah. What did and you think? What did you ahead. think of the last episode? Uh I thought it was very well done. I, I the epilogue I think is the best part of the episode, um, but it, it I should have rewatched it. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for it. Uh, you know, the, 
I thought they ended it because most episodes, like uh, like when they ended Sons of Anarchy, that was crap. When they ended Lost, that was kind of my wife's still pissed off at the way they ended Lost. But uh, you know, they end shows and they just end them on like well, Sopranos ended on like this. They cut the TV off. You're like, what happened to my cable when Sopranos ended? You know, uh, they. I thought they they did leave Rebels open, but they wrapped it all up in this tight, nice little tight bow that. You know, you could, and Filoni's like giving you a present and like, all right, we're going to unwrap this in like five years. Well, they started on Lothal with the siege and being invaded and they ended it with it being liberated. Right. So that whole story on Lothal and they all tie, they tie it all back to Lothal. Like that's the whole through line through all the the four seasons. And yeah, because Lothal's their Tatooine and Rebels. Yeah. Uh, and so the season ends, or the, the whole um, show ends when they've liberated it. Right. I didn't like how open-ended it was. Uh-huh. But I was like, they have to do something more with these characters. They can't just end it like that with Ezra yeah. and Thrawn. And then the promise of the epilogue that we're coming to find you, well, when? In the Ahsoka show. But I don't, I don't know how else they could have ended it because... Then you're dealing with a bunch of other stuff. You're dealing with, you know, what Thrawn, you know, you had to do something with Thrawn because he's not into anything. You, you had to do something. You had to do something with all these characters, just like with Rogue One. You know, you couldn't, uh, yeah. you, you couldn't leave them alive because everybody would be like, where are they in the rest of the movies? Um, so I think, you know, they, yeah. they, I think they ended it fine. Um, you know, I, we're talking and I just mentioned Sabine and, you know, they bring Mandalore back into this stuff, you know, and what happens in Mandalore. Uh, but anyway, long story short, just the whole Mandalore arc and rebels is amazing too. Um, <laughs> we're talking about just, the last episode. I know we're way, talking about the last the episode, but I got to go back to season three and the Mandalorian arc and, and rebels. Oh, yeah. but they had to do something with all these characters. They couldn't leave them all standing there. And, you know, yes, they, they mentioned that Hera was, uh, you know, fought in uh, the battle of Yevon. And then like Rex was there at the battle of Endor and, you know, and then they bring the ghost back in, in uh, the last Jedi. And wait, did they show that in, in rebels Rex on Endor? It's in the epilogue. Oh, so it is part of it. They did I need to go back they, and watch that. Then. Rewatch, dude, because they, they, they kind of, they, yeah, you're right. They, you were just talking about that. They did mention uh, Rex at the Battle of Endor. And it's just very fleeting. It's just, and so was Rex. Rex. They, they were like, Hera fought in the battle, even fought in the Battle of Endor, and so did Rex. Because oh, sorry, your passion never runs out. Trying to pull it up oh, on YouTube. Don't do that to me. Well, I, okay. do it. I want to listen to it. Let's listen to it. Are you, is, I'm waiting for the, the YouTube commercial to pass. YouTube, yeah. The TIA craft. Yeah. <laughs> Is this it? Yeah. So Sabine's on the ledge watching all these ships come on with all. anticipated never came the once invincible empire had begun to fracture the small rebellion had become bold and with a decisive victory at the battle of endor 
The Emperor's reign of terror came to an end. After the war, Zeb took Callus along the secret hyperspace path to the planet Lyrason. It was then that Callus realized he hadn't destroyed the Lasat people, and that they were thriving on this new world. A world where he was welcome as one of them. Hera fought in the Battle of Endor, as did Commander Rex. Mm. By that time, there had been a new member added to the crew of the Ghost. <laughs> Spectre 7, Jason Sindula. Named after me. Just like his mother. <laughs> we and all well, know his dad. We all know what his father was like. For me, I used to think that Ezra was counting on me to protect Lothal, the planet and the people he cared for so much. But one day, I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. That's Ahsoka. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home. And it's the music. I love that music. So an interesting thing I'm just picking up after watching World Between World Between Worlds. Uh-huh. The portal that they use is of the, the the father, the brother, and the sister from Clone Wars from the Mortis trilogy. And um Sabine paints a photo of all of them, the family, the the, the family of rebels, but in that same style that the father, the, the brother, and the sister are painted in in the portal, if that makes sense. Right. It's the same kind of style. I just picked up that little detail, but that that's the, that's the promise that Filoni made to us when we watched Rebels, that I'm going to finish this story, that there's more to tell. Um, it was just like, when? when? Right. I'm, I'm sending you a picture. <laughs> oh, poor Glenn. <laughs> crying <laughs> that's me listening to that yeah just hearing that the um that suite or whatever in star wars that they played at the whenever that music comes up it, it it's that's emotional setting sons of tatooine i love that song i love that music i love that piece of music because i went i went see the uh aso do uh a new hope and while they were warming up there's a dude on a French horn playing that. I'm just like, this was worth it just to hear that dude warming up, playing that on a French horn by himself in the symphony hall. It was just so, it was chilling. Goosebumps. Yeah. Well, what do you say? Yeah. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up because we got to talk about collecting. Yeah. All right, so- Jason, I'm going to go grab another beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'll talk to you next week in, in five minutes. Make sure you um if you like our show, make sure you leave us a review, leave a comment. It really helps us out, gets us ahead of the pack. Um and lets people explore us and explore the show and hear us and find us and discover us. That's what I'm trying to say. Who right, knows yeah. what I'm trying to say? We've I've noticed that we we do have uh like three written reviews on 
uh, iTunes. And then we have a couple of five-star review or five-star, you know, like five people have given us five stars. So thank you, whoever you are. Uh, so that, yeah, that'll help. So please do that. Uh, you can email us at smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com if you got any questions or if we said something wrong and you want to correct us. Because I don't know everything. I know we know a lot, but we don't know at all. So we're going to say something wrong every now and again, yeah. uh, you know, and we'll admit it. And, uh, you know, you, uh, Jason, what, where, where's your uh, social media stuff? Uh, go to wasulko.com, W-A-S-U-L-K-O.com. And you can find all my stuff there. Awesome. Find me on uh, Cajun Fed on Instagram. Look forward to seeing everybody uh, a couple of weeks at IC in Nashville. Come up, say us hi. Tell us hi. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in Nashville in, in a couple of weeks. This is the way. The false will be with you always. That gets me too. <laughs>